The Man War Podcast is sponsored by HotMovies.com. Try out some ethical, paid-for porn for free with none of those hidden fees or secret subscriptions when you sign up at HotMovies.com and use the promo code MANWHORE. Now let's get to the show. Welcome to the Man Whore Podcast. Shout out to all the couple humpers, multi-lovers, unicorn hunters, and triadosaurus rexes. That, that last one didn't really rhyme too well, but uh, uh, this is Billy Presida, and you're listening to the Man Whore Podcast. Triadosaurus Rex. Hey, did y'all like that one? I thought it was cute. On this week's episode, we're going back to our roots, going back to the OG Man Whore mantra. I've got on Penny. For those of you who are uh, newer to the program, maybe, I started this podcast almost six years ago talking to women I'd hooked up with about sex, dating, and why we didn't work out. And Penny is one of these past partners of mine uh, with whom I have not spoken for a few years. We had a couple of threesomes and a semi-unsuccessful one-on-one fuck session. That's about it. Honestly, this was the most sincere conversation I have ever had with this woman, and it was fantastic. And it was dope. I'm so excited to share this one with y'all, everybody. But first, we got to go to the show dates, people. Show dates. Yeah. Um, Yakima, Washington. So sorry, but I got to cancel because the venue canceled. Uh, so that gig is no more. Here, here are the show dates on the books right now. Tonight, January 15th in New York City. Last chance to see me before I skip town. I'll be at Sylvana's in Harlem, uh, 8 p.m. Consider that a very loose 8 p.m. start time. Uh, then Pittsburgh, January 18th, I'm at Mount Troy Inn. And Los Angeles, I got a few dates out there. Uh, January 27th, I'm at Larry's. January 28th, I'm at the Santa Monica Hostel and Flights Beer Bar. And January 29th, I'm at the Sycamore Tavern. So if you're in uh, either of those places, want to see me tell some yuck yucks, do some joke things, come on out. Another great way to not miss any Man Whore podcast news is to get on the mailing list I do not abuse it. I'm not like Elizabeth Warren and sending you two to three emails every day. You know, a couple times a month you hear from me. But it's the greatest way to not miss out on anything important. For example, I'm going to be sending out a survey very soon about ManhorCon. If you've been thinking about coming to ManhorCon this year, if you've been uh, uh, craving it, if you want to have a bit of a say in which weekend that's going to take place, Get on the mailing list so you don't miss this survey coming out soon. Go to manwhorepod.com. Sign up for the mailing list. Uh, don't forget to put in your zip code. That way, if I'm passing through Kansas City and get a last-minute gig, I can email the folks who are in Kansas City. If you don't give me your zip code, I don't know where the fuck you are. One more time, manwhorepod.com. Sign up for the mailing list. What's up with me? Uh, my girlfriend told me I was incredibly romantic because I asked her, after a very deep fuck session, if she can get pregnant. been uh, We've been dating almost seven months, and I don't quite fully understand her birth control method and, or methods. <laughs> like, you ever have, like, a little, a little session with your person, and it was so deep and so raw that you, you finished, and you were like, ah, I feel like I got her pregnant, this one. 
I was just like, if my swimmers were swimming strong, I feel like this is the time it would have happened. Luckily, she uh, she reassured me there won't be any little Billy Presidas, <laughs> no matter how hard I went. <laughs> but that was a. But then the next day, she's like, "That was actually like oddly romantic when you asked." And I was like, "Ah, good." I, <laughs> uh, but I'm excited for my road trip. Going to be starting to pack up after I finish recording this intro. Hit in Vegas, hit in LA, hit in the Pacific Northwest, the Bay Area. New Orleans is on my radar. Possibly a place or two in the Southeast on my radar. So, you know, I'm, I don't know. I'm excited to see the, the country again. It's been a while since I've driven. It's been a long time since I've driven, you know, coast to coast. By the way, can anyone here guess what my favorite thing to wake up to is? Besides, you know, a big bag of money lying next to me. Uh, it's, it's waking up and seeing emails in my inbox from you, the listeners, the happy, the disgruntled, the curious, the opinionated, the confused, all of y'all. So if you want to send me, you know, an email with your comments, your questions, your opinions, send it on over to manwhorepod at gmail.com. This is the part of the podcast where I like to give a shout out to a few of the members of those communities. And uh, right now I want to start with Shelby who is like the man Horcon cheerleader, I think. She had such an incredible time uh, last August at Man Horcon 2019 that like she keeps bringing up in the peep show Man Horcon 2020, and I fucking love it. I'm, I'm excited that you're excited. Thanks for being a member, Shelby. And shout out to Mike Cherry with such a delicious name. Oh, gosh. Uh, thank you for being a member and supporting the show. And lastly, I want to say thank you to Malik Diara. Gosh, Diara, I hope I'm saying that right. I'm probably not. I'm really bad with these things. Hey, I'm sorry about your Baltimore Ravens, and I'm sorry about possibly messing up your name, but I am so thankful and so grateful to have you as a member of our fan whore community on Patreon. And you too can become a member for as little as $2. I've given you over 300 episodes. I think you're getting quite the steal at $2, okay? You can become a member today over at patreon.com slash Podcast. And join all the fun. One more time, that's Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash Podcast. Penny, you know, look, I we're going to get right into it, but the backdrop is Penny had a threesome with me and that physical therapist, Emily, who's been on the show a couple times. She also had a threesome with me and Paige. She also had threesomes with Emily and some of her people, so... Really, this girl, like, you know, she's a she's a threesome specialist on a football team. A specialist is someone who plays only special teams. They don't even really play offense or defense. They're not a kicker. They're just really good at like a very specific thing. And I'm sure Penny has many amazing qualities and talents. I'm just saying she knows how to do the three ways. Uh, if you want a little context, a little backdrop with me and Emily, uh, she, Emily was on the Man Horcon live show. Uh, which is episode 228. And she was also had a solo one-on-one episode on episode 139. And, uh, you know, Penny has made mention of a couple times in those shows. So if you want to st- maybe go back, listen to those, great. Uh, otherwise, you have a really cool episode up ahead. Really, I'm, I'm envious of you getting to hear this for the first time because I think it's that good. So let's go ahead and get to the main event, Penny. I think also the length of time that that went on for Mm -hmm. was longer than most other like encounters that I've had with people. Mm -hmm. And so I think for that reason, I maybe 
feel a little bit like, oh, maybe I should have kept in touch with her more. Uh, well, it, so she did the, um, I forget if she shared this, during, I think it was when she did the podcast herself. Yeah. I didn't realize she, she shared like that. Y'all, she used you for multiple threesomes, like later on with different people. Yeah, and then it was like, and then I remember it was like, well, I had her on with Paige. So I was just like, are you like the threesome whisperer? <laughs> was what I thought. I would be very flattered with that title. <laughs> we um we had a lot of fun times together, and uh, I have learned that I really enjoy having threesomes. So that's been a, a fun thing for me to discover about myself. Yeah. Well, God bless you for it. Doing yeah, the Lord's out here work. doing exactly. <laughs> Uh, it was a good time with Simpson down right now with Penny. Hello. Hey. I uh, haven't seen you in like probably three or four years, three years maybe. So It's like got to be at least three based yeah. on when I moved. But yeah, four wouldn't surprise me either. Yeah. Um, I mean, do you have any recol- – do you have like good recollection of – your interactions with people or... Oh, no. I remember that. Yeah. I, I feel like I tend to have pretty good recollections. Yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> some people, will, they'll be like, dude, why are you... Tech- huh? I, I kind of... <laughs> I literally had one woman who came by. Um, All we did was make out. It was at like a make out party. Okay. But I was like, oh, that might be fun to... to- learn more things than what your mouth tastes like or something totally. so i have her over and she says sure she gets here and then she's like i have to start and tell you i don't actually recognize you <laughs> by face <laughs> she, so she's like you say we hooked up i believe you but and then but it turns out she has like an actual disorder where she doesn't recognize faces face blindness Unless she sees it like a lot and every day, yeah, she has that. My boyfriend <laughs> swears that he has face blindness. <laughs> and he always, I guess that Brad Pitt has said that he has this also. And so he always uses that as like a reference to insist that this is a real legitimate thing. But I'm always kind of like, listen, I have trouble remembering people's names. Like, ain't no shame in it. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I say. But th- this woman's just like legit. Like I can remember things about a person. Yeah. But if you show me their face, I won't recognize it. I was like, that's wild. Because then, like, you're walking the streets in New York and you, in theory, might have fucked anyone you're passing by. You don't know. Which could be fun, but could be scary. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you're still with the fella. I am. Uh, but y'all, that's that's what, how long have you guys been together now? Honestly, it's been 12 plus years now. Dishonestly, how long? No. (laughs) (laughs) I just feel insane saying that because someone asked me, they were like, wait, when did you start dating? And I was like, well, when I was 19. And they were like, oh, shit, that's crazy. And I'm like, yeah, it is kind of fucking crazy to still be dating the same person that you were dating when you were 19. But here we are. So How, how do people typically react? Just shocked or judgy or... People are shocked, I think especially because I've been down south for the past few years. The immediate follow-up question that I always get is like, oh, you're not married? <laughs> Which I'm always like doing a massive eye roll to like, no, sorry. like, <laughs> Well, wh- why not married? It's not something that either of us have really found to be a priority or important. Like we've talked sometimes about maybe the thing we've definitely ruled out is like having a big wedding. Like we've gone to a ton of our friends' weddings and like I think weddings are fun. I'm not against them as, you know, a topic in general. But I just think for us, if it was ever going to happen, it would be like let's sneak off to the courthouse and tell everyone afterwards. But even that – Whenever we've been like, should we do it? We're just kind of like, 
it's not something that it's not a box that either of us are sitting there like waiting to check. Are y'all not just like common law married at this point? I think we technically are, yes, which I don't know. Look into what those benefits could be. <laughs> like, is there anything you're not taking advantage of? Like, could we get a tax break? Off- I don't know. Like, see if the government's Maybe. offering a thing. It's like not using the coupons when, like, they offer you the coupons at checkout. It's like, why wouldn't you use it if you already got it right here? I'll go Google this now and figure out <laughs> if I can get, like, an extra, like, $100 from the government. <laughs> well, so how did you two meet? Because I we... And I was, and I, I mentioned this right before we turned on the mics. It's like I was almost nervous what this episode, how this episode will go, because it's not like we were chatty. Kathy like had, mm-hmm. I feel I, it, it didn't, it wasn't like we had some sort of like talking chemistry right. before, and I felt like I kind of almost tried to and just did not seem to hit. So I was like, oh, I don't actually know really much anything about her. Other yeah. than that, she's kind of like, so when are we going back to a place? <laughs> <laughs> that that's that's an accurate assessment. That of where sounds we're like at. it. Yeah, no, I, I I won't contest any of that. <laughs> so so how did you meet this feller? We met in college. We met specifically because I was going away with a bunch of girlfriends on like a long fall weekend break, and we were all underage. And um, where we were going to school, if you were trying to buy like a significant quantity of alcohol which like 10 girls going on a beach weekend we needed you know a lot we needed that coconut rum and (laughs) i was the one put in you know um in charge of like gathering everyone's financial contributions and like getting the list of what they wanted how'd you do that pre-venmo by the way I don't even know. I literally had to walk <laughs> around campus and like knock on people's doors and get their like wrinkled $10 bills. So the first time that we met was that he was he was a friend of a friend and he's a few years older than me. So he was of legal age. And the first time we met, I literally handed him like a stack of like crappy wrinkled like like girls pulling shit out of their handbags being like, oh, yeah, here's $12. <laughs> and um, I had to. I proceeded to give him like the worst alcohol order that I think has ever been placed in the history of alcohol orders because it was like coconut rum. And I remember having to describe to him like we would prefer a jug of wine, but if only a box is available, we'll take that instead. (laughs) And just all this stuff that I look back and it's super cringy. But um, yeah, that's how we met. Okay. And, you know, I guess sparks flew <laughs> despite the situation. And um, I mean, I'm glad you do make sparks fly with someone. That's a good thing. <laughs> I assume that you don't go home and just sit silently at the dinner table till you're like, so are we going to fuck tonight? <laughs> I imagine that's not how it goes down. Is that really what you think of me? No, um, I what I thought of you was it was never in a negative sense. It was just more like we met for coffee. Right. So I guess. OK, we'll do this. I put an ad out for looking for like a third uh, to have a threesome with Emily, right? Who's been on the show, right? The physical therapist. So I put that ad out. You responded, great. We meet for coffee mm-hmm. because part of the fancy was going to be she was going to be blindfolded. Yeah, she didn't know if I was going to bring in a guy, a gal, or multiple people. Uh, so she kind of wanted to let me surprise her. Obviously, I was like, I'm open to bring over a guy, but like, way would prefer to bring over a girl. So understandable. Yeah. Red is full of dudes who will fuck your girl. Um, but not that she was like my girl, but um Red's full of the guys who will show up. I was like, ah, I'd like I I actually never really had like a proper threesome before. 
That was my first like real. That was both of our like, our, oh, not really. I was just gonna say the, like she... night before. Yeah, it came up. It came. Up. I was a little salty about it, but the night before she had her first threesome by accident. But we met for coffee, and it you seemed very kind of straightforward to the point about it. Just asking more sex based questions, chemistry based questions. Mm-hmm. I think we, I asked a little bit about like your relationship, but that was about it. Yeah. Um, we met up another time after the threesome yes um and again not much like small talk chatter and then whatever much time passed later i hit you up it's like hey you wanna try that and we met for drinks at bizarre bar and then like i just couldn't i couldn't seem to get conversation rolling and but then as soon as i brought up like hey would you want to like go dominate my girlfriend with me <laughs> you lit up and you were like, yes. Yes, I would. <laughs> <laughs> so it wasn't a negative thing. Like, I, okay. I like, it's not like I think you're lame or something. It was just, I yeah. felt like there was, I couldn't get any sort of chemistry going there. And uh, and that's how I was really starting to figure out that for me, um, I got to sense a little, some tiny spark to really get going sexually. Okay. Because like, I'll put it this way. I couldn't tell if you were, you actually thought I was attractive or not. Oh. Which is fine. It's it was fun. I got to have some very good fun. But just the idea of like, if I, I, I have a hard time getting into something sexually if I don't think the other person's into me. Okay. Or if I'm not into whatever scene we're creating. Okay. So the scene with Emily, like, I don't need you to be into me because we have a whole, we have a little script we're doing. Okay. But if we were to meet like at a bar, if I, we matched on Tinder and met for drinks, I would probably not even end up inviting you over because I would have just thought based off the way we were interacting Ah, she's she's not into it. She's just like fulfilling her hour and a half requirement. That that makes sense. That, yeah. Yeah. No. Okay. Thank you for clarifying. But that that does make sense. Yeah. Nothing me. negative. Just more like I didn't sense that you felt a spark. Okay. But as soon as I felt a spark, I would have turned right on. And be like, yep. Okay. Cool. Awesome. Because like, I'm like, it's like I was like, I'm into it. So I'm just waiting for her to be into it. Okay. Uh, what what's your recollection of I guess that dynamic i think that part of it is where i was at in terms of my mentality at that point in time and then the other part of it is just my personality and stuff that i really just have never been able to change about myself Mm -hmm. um in terms of where i was at at the time i know that when we first like when I first reached out to your post on Reddit, I had been I'd been looking online. I had been dealing with a bunch of like. Okay, I feel like. Oh, you were. Yeah. You, what's, <laughs> what's going on? You clenched a fist and you're like, ah, I'm like, wait, that's. I yeah. just felt like I needed to back up to give the full context. Please. Which is that that was probably a few years after I had um, thought that I might not be totally straight. Mm hmm. And so I had been trying, like, it's a larger story, but I had been. We got time. Okay, cool. Well, I. <laughs> I'd love to learn more about you. <laughs> I guess that's why I'm here, yeah. Um, but I, I had basically been dealing with a lot of stuff where I had been in similar situations, like responding to posts online and stuff and talking to people where I felt like there was just a lot of, excuse me, a lot of bullshit. And I really what kind of bullshit? Um, like the fakes and flakes and type. 
or more so flakes than fakes. But also, I especially when I first started like going out and looking that way, it was really what it boiled down to me is that I wasn't sure if I was really how like that I knew that on some level I was attracted to women, but I didn't know what exactly that looked like. Mm. And in my mind, I was like, I just want to like have sex with women as awful as that might sound taken. No, but like in a, in a I very- do that most days. I'm like, I want to have sex with women. I mean, it's great. It's great. But at the time, it was just like a very kind of honed instinct. Like, I don't I'm not trying to date you. I'm not trying to like have like we don't need to be friends. But like, I just want to have that physical experience. Mm -hmm. And so that was the perspective that I was coming from. And I felt like I had to deal with a lot of people who um, there was just a lot of back and forth. And I just had gotten to the point where I was frustrated with a lot of it. And I appreciated anyone that I found who was more direct and to the point. And I liked that you were okay with that, mm. if that makes sense. Yeah. Okay. What what was not to the point about the other people? They, they were like, we want to do endless chatter. Basically, yeah. I there was that. a lot of like, let's text and like, what are your hobbies? And like, how's your day going? This and is a fuck ad. <laughs> no, no, yeah, exactly. I'm like, you're like, that's not what you posted for. And that's not what I'm going for. Mm. And so I definitely got, I mean, I'm not a big texter and a big conversationalist in real life. And so I just found some of that to be a little exhausting. And I feel like it had definitely at the point where I was at, where I was reaching out to you, I had gotten really worn down to the point where I was just totally tired of that bullshit. And I was like, I don't I don't want to chit chat. Like, I don't need to know like what you do. I don't need to know like how many brothers and sisters you have. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you want to fuck or not? <laughs> <laughs> what, what, Emily wasn't your first experience with a woman, was she? No, 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 no she was not. Um, but that was kind of what had started me. So I, as I guess I've mentioned at this point, I've been dating the same guy for a very long time. Mm-hmm. Um and what precipitated us having an open relationship is that I started to think that I might be interested in women. And so when that had started, which I think was like, I want to say maybe two at most three years before I wound up meeting you and Emily, mm-hmm. but I had kind of started to think about that and that precipitated the conversation between me and him in terms of like, would you be okay with me exploring this? And then, you know, the end of the conversation was like, okay, let's have an open relationship. What was that? What What was the initial reactions when you approached him about that? Oh gosh, because um, that's that's a very common thing. A, a lot of people, especially in our vague age range, or yeah, you know, exploring or considering, or the, you know, I, I think a lot of couples who even stay monogamous are still they still at some point kind of someone tosses it out there just to see. It's okay. It's okay. That's what that's what editing is for, unless I want to keep you burping in the app. <laughs> this will be the burp cast. I don't know. Um, but I, I, I think that's a common thing people talk about at some point in a relationship, even if it's just as a fleeting thought. So, I, and a lot of people don't know how to do it. And you guys did it successfully. So, well, I was actually particularly terrified because his family. His parents divorced when he was like 12 years old because his dad came out as gay. Okay. And it t- blew up their entire life. 
Um, and so I had been thinking this probably for like six to nine months. It had kind of settled as a thought in my head. And I was really stewing on it and really trying to dismiss it for a long time. Mm. Like, you know, it would be easier to just think like, oh, like maybe it's just I'm having like a hormonal moment or I just like saw something on TV that made me like an extra, extra horny or something. Right. Um, but I basically realized that it was none of those things and that it was something that I probably really needed to explore. And I was completely terrified to talk to him about it. Um, what do you think? Would you? How do you think he would react? I thought that he wouldn't want to be with me anymore because of what had happened with his father. I thought that this would be too much of like a a repeat for him, mm. and that it would be like I can't handle being with someone who's questioning that part of themselves. But he was like incredibly respectful and okay with it, and initially what i talked about with him is just that i wanted to be able to like have sexual experiences with women without him there just because i mean i think the obvious go-to place for most people is like okay cool let's have a threesome yeah and obviously i'm not not into threesomes. yes <laughs> <laughs> but for me i was like to really you try you queued and... up like spotify songs <laughs> <laughs> I'll take that as a compliment. I think it is. <laughs> okay. <laughs> when a ton of people want to fuck you, I think that's a great compliment. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyways, at the time at the time I hadn't had any threesomes. Um and so it was just important to me that I be able to figure it out like on my own sure. and not have to negotiate that part of it like okay, if he's there, is that kind of right. you know, muddying the waters a little bit. Um and in my mind, I felt like the only fair way, if he was going to let me go have sex with other people, like men, women, regardless, it was only fair to kind of open it up on the other end, too, and mm. say, like, you know what, if you want to go hook up with other people, that's fine, too. And so... Were you truly okay with that? Was that a thing you had to to get yourself... It, sound, it sounds like you had to let that be okay. Well, it just wasn't... I. Like, it's obviously you're like, well, yeah, it has to be f fair in a sense. But did you find it you know, more difficult to accept the idea of him hooking up with others and you hooking up with others? Well, so I guess initially my thinking was that this would be for a limited period of time. Sure. And also, I guess the other piece that I had or the thing that I was aware of is that he has always been really kind of naturally flirtatious with other women. And it's not something that bothered me. It would maybe like once a year spill over into a place where I'd be like, hey, you're maybe crossing a line here and need to like dial it back. Mm. But just as I was thinking, again, because I was so scared that if I brought this up at all, he was going to be like, I'm sorry, I can't do this anymore. I was kind of thinking like, what can I bring to the table with this conversation? Negotiating power. Yeah, like, you ah. know, give give him a little bit of sugar to, yeah. like, make it a sweeter deal for him. And so I was like... What if like, we would draw our nukes from Turkey? Okay, I see what exactly, you did Exactly, exactly. <laughs> so it, it was kind of more of a negotiating chip for me. Um, and again, I never anticipated that, like... Gosh, I honestly don't remember how long it's been. Probably six to eight years now okay. that we've had an open relationship. So like a pretty significant amount of time. Um, but 
initially I really didn't think I thought it would just kind of be like, okay, let's do this. Like, let me figure myself out and then we'll get back to business as usual. But obviously we had a more positive experience than I think either of us had been anticipating. So what what was the first experience that successful uh, experience you had outside the relationship? <laughs> <laughs> So <laughs> I can't wait to hear the punchline. <laughs> no, it's just so embarrassing because this was back in the days of um like Craigslist first. Oh, rest in peace. <laughs> fuck Fosta, fuck Sesta for taking away my sweet, sweet Craigslist casual encounters. That that was my starting point. I didn't get into Reddit probably until like a year or two into it. I really had not I, I'd heard of Reddit, but just hadn't been sure. aware of it. Um, but Craigslist Personals was my starting point. And I pretty quickly realized through, you know, I I would have like moments of bravery and just respond to like a bunch of things where I was like, yeah, this could work. Like, yeah, I'll talk with her. And I pretty quickly realized that um, as a woman who was in, who was looking to be with other women, but in an open relationship with a man, mm-hmm. that that was like a flat like a hard no-go for certain people and so i kind of learned to filter for other women who were also curious but not certain Mm -hmm. and so that's how i started i met a girl (laughs) i was living in murray hill and we met at like a super crappy like midtown sports bar and hit it off just enough that we were both like Okay, like let's you know, let's go see where this goes. You hadn't been with a woman yet at that point. I had not. And sh- had she? No. So what's the what's the at this? And I, you know, for anyone who hasn't been to a, a New York City midtown sports bar because they really are a, a certain vibe. Like, what is the point where you're both like? Did y'all kiss at the bar or no? So then, no, what's no. the yeah? That's perfect. Then what is the thing of like? Okay, let's go back to a place and uh, see if we both like women. <laughs> I'm not sure I understand your question there. Oh, I'm, well, not, I'm not. Sure. So to me, the indicator that like say someone's interested and I'm at a bar and right. I'm on a date. At some point, like maybe there's a little touchiness or like and usually there's like a kiss. But also we both know on that date when I'm out with a woman, I know she's into men and I at, to some extent she knows I'm into women to some extent. Right. You both have not been with women, mm-hmm. believe you might be into women and are there together woman and woman f- and so at some point, it's like, when do you go back and be like, all right, should we go have, like, should we go fuck? Because it's not like either of you, I don't know if I'm. No, no. I, just the idea of like, neither, since you guys didn't kiss at the bar, there's this, there's a lot of unsureness on so many levels. But I think that you kind of did hit on it, which is that the reason that we started talking is because we were, but we had both expressed like a curiosity in exploring this. Sure. And we met and I'm like, okay, you're actually a woman, you're attractive, you're who you said you were, you're like, presumably not a serial killer based on like, the 30 minute conversations that we had over like a drink or two. And then it was, I mean, it does sound in my mind, too, it is kind of sad and transactional, like, okay, like, you, you know, Let's go and just see what happens because we're both at this point where we're like, 
I just want to know. Like, I just want to I just want to taste it and know. <laughs> or, yeah, I just want to see. Like, let's just get naked and, like, you know, worst case scenario, someone's like, meh. Like, maybe I'm just going to go home now. But yeah, it it definitely wasn't like, and and again, I think that that, when I think about the, like what you were saying about the context of me, you know, like being more direct with you uh-huh. and like just kind of getting to the sex thing, like that was the mentality that I was coming from having been in those type of situations where it was like, not so much about having like a spark or a connection, but just like you're you're trying to find this out like i'm trying to find this out so like let's just get to it and mm. it it definitely like looking back it does feel kind of sad i'm i well, want to go back and give myself a hug like, there's well, more to it well because like, it, it didn't sound like it would automatically be sad to me it just sounded like it could have been a very awkward thing or it could have just been a natural just like if you were on a date with a guy and y'all decided to go home together i i didn't know i was just curious because i could imagine the potential awkwardness i, I didn't mean to uh, suggest that it had to be just because you both didn't know. Could have both just fell into it and been at the bar and be like, oh yeah, I'm into this and then, you know, whatever. I mean, there was both chemistry and awkwardness, but I think that if you've never been with another girl before, like I know that especially early on, we were both hypersensitive to anything in public because it's like that can be attention drawing. Mm-hmm. Was it in a... F- a big affirming thing? Did you leave this particular woman's place unsure? Like, It was affirming in that I, again, kind of, part of me, I just hope that it would be clear. I hope that it wouldn't be muddled. Like, either, like, okay, I'm going to get naked with another girl and, like, be in that moment. And I'm going to be like, yeah. Or I'm going to be like, fuck yes. And I was like, fuck yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And so after that, I definitely started to feel like I had more of uh, like a quote unquote, like official confirmation. Uh Um, But yeah, it was it was fun. It was a nice time. Okay. I'll I'll leave it at that. That's 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 a perfect place to leave that. Okay. Um, And so when we when we met up for for coffee, like, do you have any recollection of, I guess, of me? uh or what that situation was like i do i remember that i had reached out to you and that you had come back um i think that your original post if i'm remembering correctly had not included the situation that you came back at me oh the blindfold thing the blindfold thing but you i do remember that you were very respectful in your email you were like if you just want to have a drink and have a threesome that's cool but here's something else that we've been discussing. And I remember that I really went back and forth on that a lot in my head because I totally understand why that's sexy. Like, if I had been in Emily's position, I would have been like, fuck yes, sign me up. <laughs> but as the stranger coming in, and also, like, given that I didn't know you two at all and wasn't going to have the opportunity to meet her, I really felt like just a little trepidation about like, I really need to make sure that I'm not getting any bad vibes from this dude. And so I remember that we met to get coffee and I remember thinking that you were great. The only thing that made me uncomfortable is that I remember this girl coming to sit near us at one point and we were talking about some like fairly graphic sexual shit. Mm. I just remember her like occasionally glancing over and she, she could clearly hear what we were talking about. And I was like, yeah, if it was like, 
I feel like it was like three o'clock in the afternoon or probably. something. Probably. It sounds like me. Yeah, no, it sounds about right. But I remember being like, yeah, I would probably have the same reaction. And I feel like that just made me a little bit self-conscious about the conversation in ways sure. that I might not have been otherwise. But makes you feel better. I've like uh, uh, planned with women uh, uh, at least two gangbangs from like probably the same table. <laughs> <laughs> with this coming it's like okay and we're doing the we're doing the wants the needs the boundaries and then someone All next right. to us is having a very interesting lunch yeah no I'm, I'm sure that she went home and like texted all her friends like oh my god the conversation that i just overheard um but yeah no i remember that i got like good vibes from you and so i was like yeah we can do the blindfold thing okay and then <laughs> it happened <laughs> sure now do you tell do you tell your boyfriend about the encounters that you're having is it kind of he just knows up uh, she's out friday she's probably naked with somebody or what kind of what's the protocol on that so the protocol is that we have to tell each other like i told him i'm going to see someone mm. that i met online and like even to this day if i'm going to go see someone or he's going to go see someone we have to give each other a heads up but we have pretty different styles and needs in terms of the level of detail that we ask for. Sure. So he's very, he just wants like the headline, like, hey, I'm going to be gone. I'll see you tomorrow or, you know, something like yeah. that. Um, but I kind of have a weird curiosity where I will ask him a ton of questions and not even like sexy questions, but I'll be like, is her mattress soft or firm? Like, <laughs> I was so close to interrupting to say, hey, no, it's not weird. Nope. Okay, there's – we found one. <laughs> I, I don't know why. I just really want to, like, have the full picture of the situation in my mind. What scent of candles does she have in the room? Exactly. I, I, I don't know what it is, but that's just for me. And I, How I've, is her bookshelf organized? Yeah, like, is what's it she color? reading? <laughs> which by the way have you ever tried to color code a fucking bookshelf it's horrendous oh it's not oh. i tried and i gave up because i couldn't even sort the whites in the right order because i was like which one's whiter than what so i gave up i did by publication date i see some themes though like there's some yellow you know pockets i some red pockets i was like i mean if you want to if, if i'm gonna actually be details like i gave up on color coding because there's too many white books in a row that i couldn't figure out what order those go in so i did okay. publication date but within each year it's color coded so like 2015 will be like you'll see it'll go white to black white to black in the same way but that's like you tried. You I tr tried. I tr oh, no, you don't understand. I, I was sick for like 10 days. I had to try. Oh. I had nothing else to do. I spent an entire day trying to do that. <laughs> Life can be sad. It, it can, yeah. But but was the mattress firm or soft? Right? I don't know. Um, <laughs> How many pillows? Yes, that's that's so cute. Um, <laughs> and, and um, I mean, do y'all guys, do y'all struggle with the non-monogamy at all? Or is it, has it? kind of gone into automation in a way it has definitely had its ups and downs but i think overall it's been much much more positive than negative mm. i think that there have just been sensitive situations that have bubbled up from time to time where because of 
like specific or circumstantial factors, you know, um, like honestly, the one that we dealt with recently is that he has been hooking up with. This is going to sound a little, this is going to take a minute, but it's his, it's his best friend's girlfriend's best friend. And? And I just brought up when, so he asked me because she's someone that I've met and I certainly wouldn't say that she was like an acquaintance or like a friend of mine, but I have met her a few times. Like she's been over to our apartment and stuff. Um, And I had just said that I was sensitive to the fact that given that this is his best friend's girlfriend's best friend, that maybe if they were going to, if he was going to start hooking up with her, that they, like the four of them would be hanging out together all the time. Mm. And I would just kind of start to feel excluded. And he was like, no, no, I got you. Like, it's not going to be that way. And then literally like a week after they started hooking up, the situation came up where I had been invited to something and got uninvited. By your boyfriend? Yes. Yeah. Because the the girlfriend had invited the best friend slash hookup. And so I kind of had a lot of feelings about that. How'd you feel? I felt I felt terrible. I felt like I had it was something that I had called him out on like I don't want this to happen and he'd said no I this is gonna happen like you don't have to worry about it and then almost immediately it happened and the specific set of circumstances where it happened once I kind of like got over my immediate rage I understood that it had been an accident and not an intentional thing Mm. of disinviting me but I still felt like I had to make it clear like okay if it happens once, it's an accident, but this is something that I had flagged as being a sensitive thing for me. And so if this is going to keep happening, that's really, like, not fucking okay. And he's been good about it since then. So, mm. I, like, you know, but th- it's... You can, it's it's definitely, I've definitely, sometimes you can get very excited about sex, especially if it's, like, newer sex. So, like, he's just fucking this new person. It's fun totally. and exciting. And then you you almost forget what your actual priorities are sometimes. Like, clearly, and, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, but, like, clearly, you're his priority. Right. It's not like y'all are a bunch of relationship anarchists saying, fuck hierarchies. Like, you're the priority. And I think in the excitement, sometimes we can forget um, about that or we forget to think about others or think about, like, you know, if I'm really excited and going on and on about some sort of hookup story with someone who's close and important to me, um, you know, I might forget to think about how that other person is going to feel, you know, if I'm acting like insanely excited and I also have not acted as excited with them recently that like, Oh, maybe that person will feel like, Oh, is he not like as excited by me anymore? Stuff like that. Um, yeah. I don't know. It's like, like a stupid dumb puppy dog sometimes. It is. <laughs> and that's something that I've learned that he does. And I've mostly learned to like, you know, deal with it on my end and also kind of call him out on it when maybe it's like... You know how to like softly be like, hey, babe, you're doing the thing. Yeah, just just like take it down a few notches. But I just felt like because I had so specifically said... Sure. This is going to happen. I just... It was... It was was not our finest moment, but... 
but y'all got through it. Yeah, no, no, we did. And I think that that's, again, like, I, I don't mean to highlight the negative in any ways, because like I said, I feel Please, like... You, you have highlighted some great positives, too. It's okay. There have been way more positives than negatives, but it certainly just hasn't been, like, totally smooth sailing all the time. Sure, sure. Well, okay, well, just so that you don't feel like uh, it's only been negative. <laughs> what, what, give me give me three things right now. Give me, give me three things you love about your boyfriend. I love that he is... So he grew up on a farm in the Midwest and then moved to like rural Idaho, which is the opposite of how I grew up. And he is so How'd like, you grow up? That's how little I know. <laughs> I've been inside you how many times? Okay. <laughs> how little I know. Um, I grew up in big cities. I grew up in London, actually. Whoa. I did, yeah. Way to bury the lead. How does not? How's every first date encounter, even when it's just sex, how does it not start with? By the way, no big deal. But I grew up in London, so it's a big deal. Billy, because <laughs> I lost my fucking accent, and it is the single greatest regret of my life. Wait, you had the accent? Yes. Oh, I know. <laughs> like, like that threesome was really hot. But I think, like, With how much British- hotter would have been. <laughs> It, I, I really feel like it might have changed my life and I've, I'd been able to keep the accent, but here I am. <laughs> Wait, how old were you when you came over here? I was 11 and apparently um, I I only know this because I took a bunch of linguistics class in college, but um, apparently 12 plus or minus a year is the threshold for when you keep an accent and I think the other critical factor there is that both of my parents are American sure. so they never had the accent so once we moved back to the US Wait so were you a kid who sounded different from your parents? Yes. That's hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> I'd watch that sitcom on ABC. <laughs> like everyone thinks that you're adopted but really it's like no we just she grew up in a different place. Yeah, I know, but then we moved back and like within a year or two it was totally gone which oh my gosh. I still cry about it. I Wait, how, what does it feel to fucking sound different? To like to watch to watch a birthday video from like ten at fourteen and be like, wait, where'd that go? Why do I sound different? That's it's, wild. It is. It's very. It's very odd. Um, I have also. It's come up recently just because I was living down south, mm-hmm. and my mother is from the south, and so has not a strong southern accent, but just like a little bit of a. A southern inference almost. Uh-huh. And I have noticed because um, where I work, a lot of people are from the south too. And so I notice sometimes that by the end of the day at work, especially if I'm on the phone with people a lot, I will kind of have a little bit of a a, a twang or like a drawl oh, okay. or whatever it is. So, I mean, I don't – I think my voice is just – confused <laughs> very fun. yeah your voice you've started to figure out your sexuality but your voice my voice is like things. i don't know <laughs> wait so we were saying um so you were saying you the first thing you love about your boyfriend they grew up on a farm oh. and <laughs> but i and forgot then, that's what we were well you dropped a major bomb i had to go investigate fair um no he's he's very down to earth and practical and he's like one of those people who can fix anything like when i'm like oh the drain in the tub is broken he's like let me unscrew it and you're and like, like wait i thought we had to call somebody <laughs> i know i'm like what do you mean you can do that and he has like multiple toolkits <laughs> and i'm just like i didn't think that people like you were real and that i would get along <laughs> with them <laughs> okay 
Um, so I like that about him. I like that he is very sweet. Mm. And I like that he can be very silly and goofy with me, and especially that he knows how to use that to cheer me up. That sounds like a solid dude. Yeah. He, yeah. he is a solid dude. A solid dude. I mean, I would hope after 12 years. <laughs> I, I'd hope so, too. Yeah. Uh, so so let me pivot a little bit. Okay. Tell me about the first, if, to your comfort level, it doesn't have to be, again, like nitty-gritty details, but the first time Emily hits you up to be like, do you want to have a threesome with me and such and such? Because my understanding is that it wasn't just like with her ex. It was like she would kind of bring you in like with people. Well, to be totally fair, the first time that she hit me up after after our encounter, we just went and got drinks. Sure. And I actually really appreciated that. And I felt like that's... I mean, I had obviously had, like, a little bit of conversation with her before, but that was the first time that we really got to, like, talk to each other. Um, In terms of the next time after that? It just always amused me. It just amused me, this, the concept of being, like, if she's, like, hooking up with someone new and Mm -hmm. if maybe one of them went, like, oh, a threesome would be fun. Oh, yeah, it would be. Oh, I got a girl. Like, like (laughs) it just always amused me. I mean, to my recollection of things, we had had threesomes with her then, yeah. now ex-boyfriend, yeah, yeah. Um, and obviously established a comfort level with each other where we both knew that like we were into each other mm. and we found threesomes to be fun. Um, and I... I wish that I had more specific recollections about like the first time that she right. asked me, but I just remember that she asked me and I was like, yeah, I'm down. Like, cool. Let's go do that with someone else. And then it kind of, I, I don't mean for this to sound glib, but I feel like it almost became an inside joke with like, Oh, you want to have another threesome with another guy? And yeah. I'm like, yeah, of course you do. <laughs> <That's-> <laughs> <laughs> so fun <laughs> it, it was fun and like we had good chemistry and you know we both i don't know we were both in similar like relationship situations yeah. so it wasn't like i don't know do you, so now do you and the boyfriend have you since opening up did y'all ever try to have either threesomes or group sex together yet like did it cross over at some point or have y'all still kept them very separate we have talked about it. I think that my concern there, um, something that I've been sensitive to is when I run into couples where I feel like one of them is really into having a threesome and the other one is like along for the ride. You can tell, right? You oh. can tell. Ooh. And it just makes me so uncomfortable and so. it's such like a hard stop. It's like, so sad. It's so sad, and I feel like I am so self-conscious about that that I haven't been able to parse out with my boyfriend. Like, am I driving this too much? Like, does he really want to do this? You don't want to be that couple. I don't want to be that couple. And I haven't quite gotten, like, the reaction or the, the message from him that, like, he's super into it. And so I'm like, I would just rather avoid being in that scenario because that is like such a nightmare scenario. (laughs) 
And so I'm kind of like, okay, when you're ready, like when you want to come through and be like, let's fucking do this. Like, you know, I'm down. But until then, it's kind of just been like a back burner thing. And you and earlier you had referenced like how you were then when we were talking about like the directness and things and the exploration. So how are you different now in the way you go and explore and have fun outside the relationship as opposed to before where you were like, I got this particular mindset? I think that I have been able to find people to have those kind of quote unquote like relationships where I'm also like, I like you as a person and I want to hang out with you and like would be okay. I mean, I I don't. Like you're talking with people now. Exactly. It sounds like. (laughs) 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 You sitting with you a bizarre part, like, because like I was so, because when you were still, when you agreed to come meet up, because it was, there was a long period of time. So I was like, Ah, like I was super hyped, and then I was like, "Oh man, like she, I don't like. I feel like I am not interesting her at all." <laughs> I feel like I had gotten pretty, um, like reductionist about it, if sure. that's even a word, or if I just made it up. I know <laughs> reductionist is a word. I don't know what it means. I had just gotten in, into a mindset where sure. I'm like, you know, just like let's get down to yeah. business, or like I'm not interested. But I feel like I have had a series of experiences where I realized that it is fun and like available Mm. to me to have relationships with people where it's not like an either or. Mm. And it's like, okay, we can just be like casual fuck buddies, but also like carry on conversation with each other and like enjoy each other's company. The buddy buddy part of the fuck buddy. Exactly. Mm. Um, And so I feel like that has made me loosen up a little bit Mm -hmm. in terms of the interactions that i've had with people um and then also like i said just getting away i feel like when i first started with the open relationship thing it was there was like a little bit of weird darkness just coming from like the fact that i was trying to figure out like this fundamental part of myself and not knowing that and it was like a weird scary thing and now i've gotten away from the scariness i'm like no it's fun it's okay like enjoy it have fun with it you know yeah. Smile. <laughs> <laughs> well, Penny, I mean, like, this has been, like, because, like, this has been great. Like, I, I feel way more connected right now than on any of the times we met up, either when it was, you know, clothed or not. Like, <laughs> when it, you know, even if it's the coffee thing, it was like, right. this, I was like, oh, man, like, like this yeah so this this was very fun and pleasant cool. i enjoyed this <laughs> I, I know i enjoyed this too <laughs> you seem like you're having more fun i am having than- <laughs> probably more before. fun than i was before <laughs> um do you and the answer can be no of course because i'm not that interested, but um do you have any questions for me because knowing that you were coming over here no, I, f- I feel like we discussed it in some of the stuff that you brought up earlier, mm-hmm. um, just in terms of like your perception of where I was coming from with that. Mm-hmm. So I I feel like we covered the questions that I had, to be honest. Cool. 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 Well, um, I, I don't know what your time constraint is, but like, would you have any interest in doing a little shorter bonus episode, maybe talk some tips about how you and the boyfriend kind of handle the non-monogamy, the conversations, the communications? 
maybe some threesome tips. Um, I feel I like time. you would have. I have time right now. I, yeah. And I feel like you have the knowledge. <laughs> Well, um, Patreon people, you will hear uh, that bonus episode tomorrow uh, for all the $5 and up members. But Penny, um, thanks for coming over. And thank you. Thanks for talking with me. <laughs> for what? You know, it was probably about time that we actually sat down and had no, a it was conversation. Fine. It was fine. I, I don't mean the harp. It's, it's just always fun. <laughs> I was just always like, you know, if I was more of a fuck machine person, I would have been able to like just enjoy the fact that someone's ready to just come over and, and do things. And then I'm Fair. just like, no, I need to talk to somebody. <laughs> um, but thanks again. Why don't you go ahead and say goodbye to everybody? Bye. Thank you, Billy. <laughs>Again, if you want to check out that bonus episode tomorrow with Penny, as well as nearly 200 other bonus episodes of the Man Whore podcast, become a member of my $5 or higher tiers at patreon.com slash man podcast. That's patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash man podcast. I hope you all enjoyed my conversation with Penny. I hope you had uh, you thought this was a fun one. Uh, this was fascinating for me to do. Uh, oh, you know, if only all of us could uh, reconnect with old threesome partners, right? That would be a life. Uh, let us know what you thought about this week's show. I say us, meaning me. It's just this guy right here alone in a room. Uh, I am on Twitter at TheBillyPresida. I'm on Instagram at BillyIsPresida. Hit me up, tag me in things, screen and shot your phone listening to this episode so you can tell all your cool friends, you know, uh, uh, what you're listening to. Also, if you're enjoying uh, fun, sex-positive memes, go like the Man Whore Podcast Facebook page. Uh, the intern, Sophia, is uh, well-populating that uh, with some fun stuff. Of course, I love hearing from you one-on-one all the time. Uh, you can shoot me an email with your comments, your questions. Your naughty thoughts over to manwhorepod at gmail.com. Uh, next week, we got a fun one uh, with uh, an expert on lingerie, on intimate apparel. Next week, we've got Cora Harrington. Did y'all see uh, Elizabeth Warren like not shake Bernie Sanders' his hand after the debate? It was fucking nuts, right? Oh, I felt a lot of suspense. It was like it was like watching the uh, the big battle episode from the last season of Game of Thrones. I was like, "Oh snap!" It's crazy, right? Woo! Stay slutty.